All right, um, I'm going to be talking about uh, forgiveness tonight, and uh, it's kind of broad and general um, idea. So uh, um, I'm going to kind of break it down in a couple steps. Um, first, I'm going to explain what forgiveness is for those of you that don't, you know, really know, um, and then uh, our need for it, and uh, um, uh, our need to forgive others, and uh, so. Uh, um, where are we here? Uh, forgiveness. According to Webster, who's supposed to, like, you know, know everything. Um, forgiveness is, uh, the act of forgiving. <laughs> well, thank you, Webster, uh, for that blindingly obvious statement. <laughs> so, like, there's a link, right? You can click on, uh, forgiving. I did this online. So I click on, uh, forgiving. Uh, this is definition of, uh, forgiving. Forgiving. Willing or able to forgive. Well, thank you, Webster, again. So, you know, forgive. It's a link again. I click on it. And uh, just so you all know, there was another, like, there are a couple definitions for forgive. And one of them was, like, something to do with forgiveness. So I was like, sweet circle. But uh, forgive is uh, to give up resentment of or claim to requital for. Uh, requital is just a big word to mean uh, punishment or um, uh, payment. Um, so, yeah. So, now that we know uh, what for- forgiveness is, according to Webster, uh, I want to talk about uh, why we need forgiveness. And uh, it's kind of going to be simple. We're just going to jump through it. Um, Romans 3.23 says, for all of sin, it falls short of the glory of God. Okay. When it says all, it means all. It doesn't mean all minus Tim. It doesn't mean all minus CJ. It means all. So, it's all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. So, uh and then we're going to jump to Romans 6, 23. Romans is a great book. Um, it says, for the wages of sin is death. So we just uh, read that uh, for all have sinned, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. And now the wages of that sin is death. So basically, all is death. So we're all going to die. Or in Romans 2, 10, or 2, 1 through 10, this is kind of paraphrased. It says, those who do not repent and come to God for forgiveness in Christ will have God's eternal wrath released upon them. So if you believe in the Bible and believe what it says, then everyone is about to die slash receive God's wrath. Well, it's a good thing it doesn't end there because otherwise nobody would read the Bible because it would be depressing and yeah. So uh, the Bible offers us hope and uh, that's why, you know, it's kind of encouraging and good to read. And uh, um, it shows us our problems, you know, our sin, but it also shows us how to fix those problems. So what is that hope? Um, it's pretty simple, like the Sunday school answer. Yeah. Jesus is good. Yeah. All right, so uh, Jesus came. You kind of know the story. If you don't, I'd really encourage you to come talk to me because, yeah, you need to know it. Um, uh, he came so that God would put his eternal wrath slash death that we were to receive earlier on himself. So we've been forgiven, and now are seen as perfect and blameless. So what does this mean for us? Like, how does this play out in our lives? Because, like, people can say that to you, but, like, if it doesn't affect you in your life, then it's obviously of no importance. So just as we were forgiven, so are we to forgive. Um, in Matthew 18, um, there's a story about this king. And, uh, well, he's, like, you know, ruling and doing his thing, and... Uh, calls in all his debtors, right? So uh, Roger comes to him. I'm going to name him Roger. Um, this guy owes the king 10,000 talents. 
Now, we don't use talents anymore, but 10,000 talents is uh, $8.5 billion is what they assume. So this guy owes the king $8.5 billion. I don't know how you can borrow $8.5 billion, but he did it. And uh, so he goes in, the king's like, pay up. And then he's like, oh, please, please, king, don't make me pay. I can't do it. Give me patience. I'll pay back later. And the king has compassion on him and says, you know what? Your debt is white free. So he goes home. He's like, yeah, I'm $8.5 million richer. It's just in my bedroom. And I just told the king I didn't have it. So he goes, and he goes to Charlie, his buddy. And he's like, Charlie, you owe me 100 denarii. That's about 16 bucks. And uh, he goes, Charlie, pay up. And Charlie goes, I'm poor. I don't have the 16 bucks. Like, I had to use it to pay gas bills. I don't know. Car's expensive. And uh, so the man pleads, exact same way. He says, oh, please have patience. I will, I will get it. I will pay you back. Roger's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. You're going to jail. You're going to jail. So he sends uh, where, Charlie to jail. Roger sends Charlie to jail. And uh, so this gets back to the king. And the king's like, what? What? So he calls Roger in. Roger comes in. He's like, dude, what's up? Like, I forgave $8.5 billion, and you can't forgive $16? Like, something's messed up there. So what does he do? He throws Roger in jail and says he has to pay his debt back. Now, I don't know how this guy's going to pay $8.5 billion back while he's in jail, and you can't make money in jail. So, now, what does that mean in, like, like, with our lives? Like, this wasn't a true story. It was a parable. Jesus made them up to illustrate points. Um... I think it's pretty easy to figure out who the characters represent. Um, who do you think God represents? Or not God. Who does a king represent? God. Thank you. And uh, who's Roger? That would be us. And who's Charlie? Our friends. Those who have sinned against us. And um, so the money is also representative. The 10,000 talents represents our eternal debt to God. Okay, our debt is not like, oh, sweet, I can pay up this much and then be okay. So, like, even though $8.5 billion is big, like, our debt is a lot bigger. And uh, so we have that debt. We can't pay it back. And then um, the 100 denarii, or whatever it is, are the petty sins that people have committed against us. Say CJ punched me. (laughs) Say CJ punched me, all right, and then I'm mad at him. Well, that's a little sin that he committed against me. Now, I could either choose to not forgive him and be justified because CJ punched me. He actually wronged me. Or, since I've been forgiven, I can also forgive. Um, When God sends people to hell, like, he's not just sending them there for, like, fun. Like, oh, sweet, these people didn't accept me. Like, I'm going to send them there, and they're going to rot in hell forever. Like, what he's doing is sending them to jail. Like, the king sent... Roger to jail to pay their eternal debt. They have an $8.5 billion debt to God, and God is collecting on that debt, and he is sending them to hell. And that's what they're doing there, paying their debt, except the debt is infinite, so they never get out. So, um, yeah, so that's about uh, forgiving each other, and uh, if you can't, you can't relation. You can't function in a relationship if 
you don't know your notes. <laughs> All right. Relationships cannot flourish while people hold grudges. Like, if CJ punched me in the face and I held a grudge, like, how good of friends do you think we'd be? Not very good friends. And the same way around. Like, let's say, like, I, wait. If CJ weren't forgiving me for something, like, that relationship wouldn't work either. Because, you know, we just, like, bicker and argue and not be real friends. So, obviously, very important to forgive each other. Um, so how do we forgive others? Um, it's not easy. You've got to talk about your feelings, which is something girls love to do and guys hate to do. And um, so when you're talking, um, you need to tell the person, look, you did blank. You punched me in the face. That made me feel hurt. <laughs> Both my face hurt and my heart was hurt. And, um, and, uh, but I'm going to forgive you because I should and because Christ has already forgiven me. Like You actually need to talk to them and express how you felt, what they did to make you feel that way, and why you need to um, uh, forgive them. And uh, I was going to do like an on-stage, like ask for forgiveness, except for the kid isn't here. Okay, so I was at homecoming this weekend, right? You know, dancing, get my groove on. Me and Brett were tearing it up. And um, the, we were dancing. I was dancing next to Kevin Hatton, and uh, this kid like, like barreled into me and like knocked me over. And I know like homecoming floor is like crowded. I'm glad Yulitsa finds that funny. Um, I know like homecoming floor is crowded, like really crowded and really sweaty and really nasty. But like this was like obviously intentional. Like they like trucked me and Kevin. So uh, Kevin, he like turns around and he's like, and he didn't actually hit the kid, but uh, he like went for the move and uh, the kid looked scared. And I went up to him. I was like, uh-uh, not funny. And I got in his face and he laughed at me. So then, so then I got really close and I was like, uh-uh, uh-uh, not funny. And I was just really mean and really nasty. And um, I don't know his name, but I've seen him before, here before. Trayvon, I am sorry. Are you here? You laughed. You're not Trey. I remember what he looked like. I remember what he looked like. So um, when you hit me, you made me feel mad because you, you know, threw off my groove. <laughs> but uh, but I, I forgive you because I understand that you were trying to have fun as well. But, yeah. So, all right. Um, the next person we need to forgive is uh, ourselves. Um, it's very important to forgive yourself because if you can't forgive yourself, then you're going to live forever, or not forever, you you're going to die, but you're going to live, like, scrutinizing yourself and studying yourself and watching every move. Um, if we are too consumed by guilt, Satan has effectively rendered us useless. Satan can use our feeling bad about our sin to make us useless. So not only is he using that sin, he's making us feeling bad about it to get into our lives and to disrupt us. Um, uh, guilt is bad. Okay, that sounds like weird, but uh, conviction is good. There's a difference. Um, guilt is what you feel when you've sinned and you feel responsible for it. And like you, um, I don't know how to explain this exactly. Well, I'll explain conviction, conviction and it'll help. Conviction is where you feel bad about doing it because sin, because you have offended God. And that's, it's not like, 
I don't know. I'm going with it, whatever. Um, and which, uh, when you feel conviction, you should also feel the freedom to forgive yourself because Christ has already forgiven you. Christ forgave us for sins past, present, and future. So no matter what we do, have done, or what we are going to do, Christ has already forgiven us, so we need to forgive ourselves. Um, this comes out a lot in sports in a different way. I played sports for like forever, soccer especially, and uh, I've had the opportunity to be like a captain or a leader. And uh, as a captain or leader, you really notice when uh, kids mess up, like they'll like blow a shot or, you know, whatever, then uh, the rest of the game, they're constantly like scrutinizing. They're like, I got to make this pass good or I need to run there faster or else, you know, I'm going to blow it for the team and I'm going to let everybody down. And they scrutinize themselves so much that they can't perform to the level that they, you know they can. They're watching themselves so much that they just mess up. It's like, have you ever tried like walking and then you like think about walking and you're like, oh crap. And then you like run into stuff because you're like, wait, why? And then it's a natural instinct to walk. You're not supposed to like think about it. Neither are you supposed to think about breathing. Okay, don't do that. I get stuck doing that sometimes. And then you like stop breathing and then you're like, oh shoot. Um, yeah, y'all are going to be thinking about breathing, like, for the rest of the talk. Uh, nobody pass out, please. Um, so how do we forgive ourselves? Okay, so most importantly, we need to remember that Christ has already forgiven us. So, now, you're not really going to talk to yourself and be like, Tim, you punched me in the face. That made me feel hurt. Because obviously, like, it doesn't work that way. It needs to be more like, Christ, you have forgiven me already for, you know, doing anything so I can now forgive myself. So that's one of the ways it's going to work in this case. Um, the last one is a little weird. Uh, don't jump on me for this. Uh, thirdly, you need to forgive God. Okay, now before you all, like, convict me of heresy, because we all know, like, God hasn't ever done anything wrong. He's never going to do anything wrong. But, like, you know what I mean. Like, there's times in your life when things have happened in your life and they've hurt you so deeply or affected you so much that you're just like, God, like, how could you do this? Like, you're wrong. Like, God, you're wrong. I know what's up, and you don't, and obviously you just screwed up. Like, that's happened to me before, and I'm pretty sure it's happened to you guys before. And when that happens, um, oops. Um... Yeah, when that happens, it's okay to be angry with God to understand, you know, that we don't understand everything that he's doing. But we do need to realize that God does know what he's doing. Like, we might not think he does, but he does. Like, he's kind of omnipotent, omniscient, omnipresent, omni-God. And uh, so, like, he knows what's up, and we don't. Like, we're, you know, little people, and uh, he's kind of big. So, um, kind of how this has played out in my life is, uh, um, this is something I really struggle with, because uh, there's things that happen in my life, and they're, like, so drastic that I don't understand how God can work his glory through any of it. And everything God does, everything that happens, works to give glory to God, whether you see it or not. Um... Um, my, uh, one of my friends, um, played soccer with me and, uh, he was our goalie and, uh, 
you guys might have known, his name's Lane, and he committed suicide. And um, I did not forgive God for that until about a month ago. That's how much that affected me. I did not see any way God could work his glory through something so terrible. I did not see how my friend dying could bring glory to God. Another one is, uh, as I've grown older, like a lot of my friends, you know, starting to, you know, get into the party scene and uh, uh, dealing with girls and stuff. And um, it's been really hard for me because these are guys that I was so close to my freshman and sophomore year, and now they're starting to fall away. And it's like, well, what did I, did I not do, like, enough to, like, save them? And then, like, I'm like, you know, either that or, you know, God, like, what are you doing? Like, bring them back. They're, what, the lives they're living aren't bringing glory to you. You know, just magically, poof, come on. I need them back to be, you know, strong Christians on fire for God. That brings glory to you. Like, what are you doing? Why aren't you doing that? That makes me mad. These are my friends. I don't want to see them suffering and hurting and throwing their lives down the drain. I don't want to see that. I want to see them walking with you. I want to see them happy. And, I mean, I'm still friends with them, but it's sad to see. And um, the third one, uh, recently um, my grandpa was diagnosed with cancer. And uh, it's kind of like the first time, like, something like that's happened in my family. I've got all my grandparents, like, my family. I've got all my relatives. It's not a very big family. I don't have any cousins. But, um, like, it was the first time, like, God, like, kind of, like, threatened my family. And I was like, whoa, what are you doing? Don't rock the boat. We're good here. And then, uh, but he was like, no, rock. And then... uh, Things went, and uh, yeah, he's got cancer. And I don't see how my grandpa being in pain brings any glory to God. Like, I don't see how that can happen. But that's okay, because God knows what he's doing, whether we can see it or not. And we need to relinquish what we feel is our right to be mad at God, our right to be above God and to judge him. We need to relinquish that and say, you know what? No, I don't have that right. You know what you're doing so I'm going to let you deal with it, and uh, we just need to accept it. And um, so how do we forgive God? Well, we've already established you can't really forgive God because like, he can never do anything wrong. But like I just said, giving up, like, you know, Webster said way back yonder after three definitions, he said uh, um, forgive is uh, to give up the right to punish or payment for. So we're it's kind of weird because you're giving up something you don't really have. So you're going to give up the right to punish God, which you don't have, but that's still how you forgive God, which it kind of works because you're never really forgiving him, so you're not really ever giving anything up because you never really had it. So, um, yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, about that. All right, it's business time. <laughs> uh, no, we won't go there. Um, oh, I was going to share a story a while back. I forgot to. So uh, forgiving, like, friends and stuff. Uh, you guys remember, like, way back yonder when you're in, like, fifth grade? And, uh, well, I do. I was at CSU and, uh, you know, in Colorado, like, a campus crusade deal. And I was there with, like, a bunch of my friends. And, uh, you know, 
Jeff was there, Jeff Rudder, and um, is he here? Dang, oh well, because I'm about to forgive him for wronging me, and uh, so we were there, and uh, I don't think I ever had cooties, I'm just going to lay that out there, I think I've always liked girls, and I'm pretty sure I always will, but so there was this girl, right, I'm in fifth grade, like she's cute, and I like her. I've known her for about a week, <laughs> but I'm in love. And uh, so I tell Jeff, I tell Jeff, I was like, hey, Jessica's cute. It's uh, Jessica Taylor, I think. Don't, let's not go spread this story with uh, her. <laughs> I guess you could, whatever. Um, but uh, so I told Jeff, and um, well, uh, Jeff told everyone else. <laughs> Except Jessica, but that's okay because he told everyone else, and then they told Jessica. Um, so I was very, very embarrassed and ashamed and angry at Jeff. I was like, Jeff, what are you doing here? <laughs> like, you're killing my chances. I was going to play it smooth and nonchalant, but you ruined that. Um, so, uh, like, I, I, I forgot about it, and then last CSU, she was there. And then I remembered it, and I didn't like her anymore. She's still cute, and I'm like, not saying she's ugly, but uh, I didn't. So I remembered that, and, uh, and then I was like, like, it was something weird. Like, I was like, oh, Jeff, like, you told I don't like you. What? I was like, whoa. Like, all of a sudden, like, I got, like, mad at Jeff again. I was like, this is, like, seven years ago, and I'm mad at Jeff for, like, telling I like the girl. Like, you got to be kidding me. And uh, so I was going to ask for him, wait, I was going to ask, I was going to give him forgiveness whether he liked it or not tonight <laughs> for doing that, because uh, you know what, Jeff's one of my good friends, and uh, though that hasn't really hindered our relationship very much, seeing as I forgot about it, but uh, <laughs> it's still really good, because it made me mad at the time, like just a little bit, I was like, oh yeah, Jeff, you know, he told, and so yeah. So that's a good example of uh, you should forgive people. Um, uh, so, like, where does this all, like, like, so what? Like, where does this all go back to? Like, well, everything always ends at the cross. Um, that's uh, the one thing I should learn if I ever get anything out of Bible study with Mark. That's what he told me. Well, he told that a couple times, but he's, he's dead set on this one. And, um... Uh, Okay, so Christ paid our sins. So Christ paid for us, and then God forgave us at the cross. This is where it happened, because he took what we did wrong, took it on himself, and then we're seen as blameless and perfect. So there's no, no paying debts, no doing favors. We are freely forgiven. And uh, in turn, we need to forgive others and be an example of Christ in our lives, to forgive others and to be forgiven. We need to accept the forgiveness. Um, in the Lord's Prayer, it says, you know, forgive us our trespasses as we, as we have forgive, whatever. <laughs> it says something like that. I should have written it down. Um, for they have already been forgiven by God. So, um, I have a little quote, because it's cool. All right, uh, it says, um, when deep injury is done to us, we never recover until we forgive. 
Forgiveness does not change the past, but it does enlarge the future. And this is by Mary Karen Reed, and it was her final journal entry before being killed in the Virginia Tech shooting.